0: Uh, the headset was huge (laughs) and and walking around with that equipment was something that I had to
1: get used to. It was just really fun when I got my friends involved, when I got family members involved, because obviously like, how can you ignore that microphone, right? Like I had the big headsets on and I had the big microphone I was carrying everywhere. And people were like, what in the world are you doing?
2: Yeah, my family loved it. They loved it. Uh, Especially my mom loved hearing herself on on the thing. So she really just plays that episode when I come back home.
3: (laughs) I felt important not only because I was feeling cool carrying around a recorder and interviewing all these professional people. But I also felt like my role in being a student producer on the podcast was important because I was part of creating this, this experience for students and the podcast for students to listen to.
4: Hello everyone, this is Robert Jersak. David Engen and I were the two faculty co-facilitators of the Finding Your Place podcast. Since the series started streaming, episodes of the podcast have been accessed over 15,000 times at institutions across the Minnesota state system and beyond. Over the months, we've gotten requests from faculty and student listeners who were hoping for a sort of follow-up episode, and recently Dave and I caught up with producers Emily, Monty, Anna, and Tanita to find out what they're up to now. All of the producers we spoke to have faced challenges, but all are also resilient optimistic and eager to keep moving forward. We'll start by catching up with Emily.
3: Things have been great. After I graduated from college in May of 2019, I came back home for the summer and I kind of had my eye on a position at Minnesota State. And applied for it went through the process and then around August of 2019 I became an admissions officer um, and have been in that role since 2019. The students that I work with now in my professional role as an admissions counselor are first generation students are first year students of any background and. I'm learning all the time new things, right, in my professional role, but I got that kickstart by being active on the podcast and starting to think about um, the importance of helping students find their place on campus, not only once they're here, but before they're even here, too. And that's kind of my role as a, in recruitment. It's all been really great perspective that's helped me connect with these students that I work with every day.
4: Emily, are there any moments from this series that really stick out to you?
3: I think it's the second or third episode where we hear from Santi about choosing a major and how she started as an IT and then she had no idea what was going on that was the first moment well one of the first moments where I just got like the really exciting feeling inside of me when I heard her name be read at graduation
1: because
3: we had heard the start first story from start to finish she came to campus for orientation. Further along as she got, she was like, "Oh gosh, now I'm really unsure about this." Did some navigating through challenges, and we heard her come out of that very strong. So that was my one of my favorite favorite moments. And that's what it's all about, right? Is getting through the challenges and walking away, whether that be walking across the stage and receiving your academic degree or just, you know, going through college and feeling like you have found your place and you did get the experience that you wanted to get out of it.
4: So now that you're a college graduate, do you have any other words of wisdom for students who are listening to this?
3: It's it's intimidating being a young person with all these college professors and professional people around you or upperclassmen who have been through this. And it's it's scary to ask for help or look for guidance. But from my now working in a professional capacity at the university where I once was a student, I see it from a different perspective. And it's so true that everybody here wants to help you, whether it's through the financial aid process, um, through finding a club for you, uh, just mentorship or academic advising. Everyone wants to help you. So you shouldn't hesitate to reach out just because you think it might be awkward or you're a little nervous. It's totally going to be worth it to reach out for help.
4: We were able to check in with Monty next, whose career as an educator is just starting to take off.
2: Um, so a lot has changed since the podcast came out. So I got my undergrad in PE and health. and got my teachings license and I taught in that spring 19. And then after that, I started my master's program in the fall of 19. And then I started my GA ship, a graduate assistantship in the missions office. Um, I started doing all these things after the podcast. Um, then I finally graduated um, May third uh, with my educational leadership master's of science, uh, which I'm pretty happy about.
4: What impact do you feel this project had on you?
2: This podcast has helped me in different ways, uh, a lot of different ways. Honestly, I feel I feel appreciated. <laughs> I feel appreciated, valued, and then I feel grateful for the opportunity I even got presented to even do this because I didn't realize the value of getting my story out and the possible positive consequences that come after it.
4: Monty's been speaking to Minnesota State students about his work on the podcast, and he wanted to direct a portion of his comments directly to any student listeners of color who have come to see him as a mentor and a role model.
2: So to my young students of color, I love you. You can do this. I promise you can. I love you so much. Just just really Keep, keep in mind of your company that you keep, learn your history about where you come from. I feel like once you do that and you do a little bit of research on black history, the successful people that had done it before us, I feel like that was very empowering for me. Um, I talked about it in the podcast, but my African-American literature course was something that helped me to this day. Um, it's really important because I learned about all these people that I had no knowledge of, and it really empowered me and let me know that I can actually go in any direction with my identity, who I want to be, and I could be anything that I want to be. And I didn't have to stay in a box. I didn't have to stay in a box that's pre-made for me. Um, but yeah, just really study history. Um, know that you can do it and, and watch who you keep around you. The people you keep around you is going to be important. And then just find out what you want to do. Like, what do you have a passion for? What, what do you think you're here for? And that's going to cause you to do all these different things. Uh, try plan. Um, instruments, or try playing a certain sport, or uh, try picking up new hobbies or interests. Just try to find, do different things so you can say, oh my god, I like this, because you don't, you never know what you don't like until you try it.
4: We've heard from listeners about how impacting and important moments in the series have been. Even hearing background voices of family members as they welcome the producers at home, like this episode two moment from Anna.
1: All right, we arrived home officially. Yeah, let's go say hi to the pops.
4: We caught up with Anna about her thoughts on her work as a producer.
1: I still feel very proud of of my participation in this podcast because like I've said it before, I never would have seen myself working as a podcast producer before. Um, It was never really something that I envisioned of myself. And even when the opportunity was presented to me, it was never something that I thought, oh, hey, yeah, I would be good at it. Um, But I learned so much about myself. I made a lot of connections with amazing people that it was so inspiring to hear their stories too. So I definitely look back at it with a lot of joy and a lot of gratitude. It brings back a lot of good memories. Since then, I graduated with a Bachelor of Science degree in music education, vocal and general music. And so I became part of the working world. I feel super blessed to say that I was able to land a job working at the Burnsville Egan Savage School District. So I'm now actually working as a middle school teacher there, which is now going to be almost a full year.
4: As you listened again to the episodes, Anna, are there any moments that really moved you?
1: So one of the parts that really spoke to me it was actually episode two that speaks about why are you in college and in this part I I don't remember who specifically was talking about but they were interviewing someone about what are things that you tend or students tend to overlook in college and they spoke about how a lot of students tend to think that college is just about the classes and they talk about how really college is so much more than that. Right. Exactly. You know, it's the first time to go hear an a cappella concert, mm-hmm. like what, what you're doing <laughs> right. tonight. It's the first time to go to a Pan-African conference, mm-hmm. which we have on campus today. Right. You know, right. Th- I mean, it is such a robust, amazing mm-hmm. right. community where it's all about the expansion of, yeah. of, of one's mind. Exactly. And I think even when I was a senior in college, I really understood that. Or I think many of the times too I was just so stressed about completing an assignment and just getting that good grade that I really forgot about the actual process of learning. And so if I could go back and speak to myself as a student and give myself one piece of advice, it would probably be that. Don't focus too much on the grades although they are important and in a way they do reflect the work that you've been doing. At the end of the day it's more about what did you learn from this class? Did you learn something out of it? And if so, then you already succeeded as a student. But if you left the class and there is nothing that you can tell me was useful for you as a person from it, then I would probably encourage you to try to be more engaged next time. So that's that's the one thing I think really spoke to me.
4: Do you have any other words of advice for our listeners?
1: I guess the biggest thing that I always try to tell everyone is you're so, so capable. Um, You have no idea how capable you are. And it's really easy sometimes to lose sight of that when you become overwhelmed as a student because college is overwhelming. There are so many responsibilities put on you and so many worries, not only academically, but financially. It's a big change in your life. And sometimes that being not in in the place where you were comfortable makes you doubt yourself and makes you doubt your capacity as a person. But kind of going back to the message that was shared throughout this this whole podcast, which was you grow out of that uncomfortableness. And you have to remember that sometimes things are not going to be easy, but it's just about pushing forward, asking for uh, help and advice anytime that you can. Don't try to do things by yourself. There are so many people out there who want to help you, both students, um, professors, faculty, and so on. So don't be afraid to reach out um, because they are on your side at the end of the day.
4: Finally, we were able to catch up with Tania, who is as determined as ever to reach her college goals despite barriers that have emerged related to the COVID-19 pandemic.
0: I started to go to Metro State, but I had some financial issues, so I had to quit. I ran out of financial aid money, and I'm right now looking for a scholarship. It's kind of hard. As soon as I can figure out The financial aspects, I'm going back to Metro and I'm finishing that. I'm I do I want a PhD. It's just something I've wanted my whole life. (laughs) And I will get it. If I'm 102, I will get it. And then I want to come, I want to come back and teach. Do what you guys are doing. Help students connect, help put projects together that help make a better college experience for the next person.
4: So, what was it like to be a producer for the series? What are your thoughts?
0: I think all of it was great. I, I liked um, the end product and listening to the other people's stories, but also I think it just made me take a deeper look within myself and make me realize that I am, I am more than just a mom. <laughs> I am so much more. And um, it, it made me feel like I wanna help more and that I wanna do more. I want to talk about things like fear and anxiety and um, students with disabilities. And I, I want to talk about all that so much more.
4: Were there moments where the podcast was able to address more complicated issues relating to college?
0: There's one episode where Ann Bernier talks and she addresses race issues in going to school. And I thought that was Perfect. And it's hard, right, especially for students of color, for indigenous students who have dealt with racism their whole lives to approach a white person and be like, I need help. And and trust that that person is going to be able to help you. It's faith, you know, you have to have faith in your fellow humans and just. It's something that I think when we talk about college students, we neglect to mention race issues. Sometimes, I mean, it's being brought up more and more now, but especially before it was, it was not being talked about. And when she talks about Indigenous students, um, that is something that's talked about even less than anything else. And I really liked that she brought all those issues to the surface and said something about it.
4: Tanita's conversation with her mother about fear has become one of the cornerstone moments of the podcast series.
0: Hey mom, what do you think took me so long to go to college?
4: (laughs) Um, I think fear. I really think
0: that because it wasn't the ability, I mean, you certainly have the abilities, you certainly are competent enough to succeed in anything you choose to do. So it's not that, I really think it was fear, just fear of,
4: of the unknown, I guess. we wondered if Tanita has had any other recent conversations with her mother about college, or if she had any other words of advice for listeners.
0: You know, there's there's something that I, I keep saying to myself and that I've written a couple of times in my blogs and other articles, and it's, you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> so I think my message for me is that if you are a first-time student and you're an older student, it's okay because uh, you can learn it. It's, it's not going to be too hard and don't give up on it. Keep going. It's worth it in the long run. And I put so much pressure on myself to do things perfectly. And I need to remember that I am not perfect and nothing needs to be perfect. Uh, my mom says, sometimes the perfect things are imperfect. <laughs> and uh, I need to remember that more.
4: It has been an honor to work with these producers. Sadly, we were not able to get in contact with Marco or Santi at this time. We're wishing them well and we hope they know what a huge impact their work on this series has had as well. We also hope that all of you listening to this know how greatly we appreciate your support. In fact, when we asked the producers if they had any regrets about the series, Anna put it like this.
1: Oh man, I honestly wish I could hear a little bit from the people who have listened to this podcast and kind of see their own reactions to the things that we spoke about in this project. What are things that resonated with them? What are things that they wish they could speak about a little bit more, or hear about a little bit more? I just wish I could have a little bit more of that.
4: So please do reach out to us. Dave and I have included our email addresses in the episode description. We'd love to hear from our listeners and to pass on your thoughts to Anna and to all of the producers. So, for Finding Your Place, I'm Robert Chursak. Again, our thanks and our best wishes to all of you on your educational journeys.